enjoy the space and thank you grace for hosting and uh talk to you soon yes perfect thanks so much julian for sorting this out thank you for fixing the link and happy that it got to be working now because i think this will be a really interesting conversation so we have some amazing guests so i'm going to let them introduce themselves in just a second but to introduce this space we're going to be talking about what influencers will look like in the metaverse. So I got this idea because a master's student actually reached out to me and they wanted to ask me some questions on what I thought influencers were going to look like in the metaverse. And it just really makes you think because obviously we that could be virtual influencers or it could just be a conventional influencer and how this may change. So I think we've got some amazing guests today that are really going to help us investigate this conversation more. So I'm going to just give them the stage first of all to let them introduce themselves. So I'm just going to call them out as I see them first. So first of all, Svetlana, you can start by introducing yourself to the space. Okay, super. Thank you for giving me uh, the opportunity to speak. Actually, I'm happy to participate at this space and share the, the vision of the future of virtual influencers together. I am the founder of Honey, Lana. We are a community-driven digital fashion studio based in Milan, but recently also discovering Berlin too, where we focus mostly on artistic expression and uh, generally our community itself. We are not so pro in all the technical specifications as might others be, <clears throat> but would definitely love to hear all the other visions and uh, opinions on the current topic, of course. Uh, thanks so much. Amazing. Great to have you here and excited to hear your thoughts. Domi, you can introduce yourself next. Hi, was it for me? Sorry, I lost you. Yes, it is. Please introduce yourself. Great. So my name is Domi Pereg, um, known as Domiverse on Instagram. Um, I'm an art director for different magazines, including Vogue Ukraine and Vogue China. I've been also a founder of my own magazine in the past called Mess. Um, I'm 30 under 30 by Forbes in the media and marketing, and I do consult some startups in the Web3 space. So that's about me. Amazing. That's a lot of things. So excited to hear your insights as well. Now, Joanna, representing Digital Drips, you can introduce yourself as well. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I am the CEO and co-founder of Digital Drip Fashion House, and we are a physical and digital fashion house. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. Amazing. And finally, last but not least, Leslie, you can now introduce yourself. Hi, Leslie Holden. I'm the co-founder, um, or one of the co-founders at the Digital Fashion Group. And um, I'm really old. I go back a long way. So it's, um, so it's good to um, be involved in this um, particular uh, movement in, in fashion. And um, it's great to be here to talk about influencers. Thanks. Amazing. And I'm sure you're not that old, so really... <laughs> it's great to have you here. I really am. <laughs> No, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see with what you're saying. <laughs> but um, OK, so let's get back to the conversation. So obviously we want to speak about 
the metaverse is still being defined, but obviously it's going to bring so many new opportunities for brands in order to reach their audience. And undoubtedly, this is going to change how the influencer will look. So this will introduce more virtual influencers, but also how conventional influencers are. But I want to start off by talking about the topic of virtual influencers. So they've that more and more are definitely popping up. I know when I first saw virtual influencers, my initial reaction on them is definitely different to how I view them today. But I want to ask the panel today. So with the rise of virtual influencers, um, what things are you noticing? Have you seen more and more pop up? And just first of all, what do you think of virtual influencers for a start? So I'll let anyone, Svetlana, you can kick it off. Thank you. And you can call me Lana, by the way or I don't know, it's faster. Uh, well, Perfect, yeah, I will. Yeah, well, it's actually a very interesting topic and I'm really happy to participate here because I've uh, been following Lil Michaela since I was like her birth, you know, because I was really curious about what's that <laughs> at first place. And uh, also I followed the crazy love story they created to like for her and another two virtual influencers around two years ago, I think. There was something about her best friend going out with her boyfriend well, that's actually fun and obviously it was made just for the hype. But it's interesting to see the reaction of people who are following all this drama because it's still like a virtual influencer, it's not a real human. Uh, then I do love uh, Imagram, of course, since her positioning is more elegant and not exactly gamified. What's my personal opinion only, of course. But I love seeing her collaborations with like car brands and luxury brands as well. Uh, before coming to this space, I actually asked myself, but do people know who are like who are outside Web3 world really know and follow virtual influencers? And uh, I checked for some statistics and I found one uh, report which said like from 2022 uh, conducted by Influencer Marketing Factory. And it says that 58% of responders follow at least one virtual influencer and 35 on consumers say that they have purchased the product promoted by a virtual influencer. Of course, it's uh, in US, but anyway, it's a huge number, like 58% follow at least one influencer. It's a virtual influencer. So for me, it's uh, pretty surprising, actually. Uh, what do you think about it, guys? Because in Italy, I don't think anybody follow, like from my friends, follow any virtual influencer. This is exactly what I was thinking. I think what's nice about this conversation today is we can really unpack what it is that we think the value is in following a virtual influencer. Like you said, you you find it fun to follow them, but is it just the novelty? I think if people are buying products from them, then it kind of goes further than this. So, um, Joanna, why don't you tell us what you think of virtual influencers? Yes, absolutely. So as I said, we are a digital and physical fashion house, and we actually started in the fully digital landscape. Um, obviously, it was a lot more cost effective. We started signing on digital fashion designers um, who could create entire lines with almost zero overhead cost. And so what we did about two years ago now is actually we started signing on fully virtual influencers under the digital drip label, and they are called XR Socialites. Um, we have a totally separate page um, on Instagram that kind of talks about the XR Socialites, who they are. One of them is Metakira. You can follow her. She's meta.kira, and she's an avatar 
created by an artist in Dubai um, named Yuna Albigova, and she is a digital fashion designer. And so what we did is we started to send Medicura all over the world. And so what I mean by that is I live in New York City, and Yuna is based in Dubai. And so we did these digital drip clothing campaigns where I would take photos all over New York City when I traveled to Miami. Um, and Medicura actually basically attended our Art Basel event during Art Basel Miami 2022, in which we just superimposed, you know, Medicura, the avatar in different spaces in Miami, like she was attending our event um, and then modeling different digital designers clothing. So it was really interesting, kind of the idea that this influencer can travel all over the world who has thousands of followers. Um, but it costs the company nothing, obviously, because she's not actually flying. Um, and so, yeah, that was a super interesting kind of campaign that we started doing this past year. Um, and just another question to you, Joanna. Do you think, was the main value in this just an extension of your brand's storytelling? Or did you think that the virtual influencers' followers were genuinely interested in following her story? What was the main kind of value in it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think definitely for Digital Drip, obviously, she got to model different designer, digital designers clothing. Um, and so that's really great just to get the designers, you know, names out there in terms of being able to tag the designers and really kind of build their brand presence as well as ours. But I think that's something that's really important and interesting to me is also the idea behind, you know, whatever you're selling, there has to be a strong narrative, there has to be some kind of compelling story for people to really care. And I'm really interested to see how that kind of narrative grows around these avatars who obviously don't exist. But for me, I really like to highlight the artist behind the avatar. So Yuna, for example, who has a really, really interesting story. Um, and how she started in digital fashion and her kind of avatar representation is Medicura. But I think through Medicura, Yuna is able to tell her narrative, her story, and we can empower up and coming artists that way. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that it's it's also about the artist behind the virtual influencer. And I think that would help people to kind of be more influenced by them. However, from speaking just now and also from other people I've spoken to I think that it's also not about the person behind it I think people who are following these virtual influencers on Instagram or wherever are actually interested in their story so it's kind of an interesting mix of the two and I think people are following them for different reasons but Leslie and Domi I'm interested to hear your just initial thoughts on virtual influencers in general and yeah what you think of them um I'll go um well Metaverse, the metaverse anyway, is storytelling, isn't it? And virtual influencers particularly are storytelling. Um, and as we start developing our own avatars, then virtual influencers will definitely be on the rise. And as the world of avatars grows and becomes more part of our general culture than digital avatars um uh digital influencers will or virtual influencers sorry will certainly be um the norm um and virtual influencers are basically 
marketing tools, aren't they? Really. Storytelling and marketing tools. Now, live influencers with digital twin avatars, so virtual influencers of, of live influencers, I think that's a really interesting combination and, and, and also a marketing tool. Um, and thinking of the company Digital Twin, because this is really the way that they work in many ways. They build collections for influencers, um, physical collections, also designed virtually, um, shown on virtual, the virtual influencer, or the digital twin of the influencer. Um, and I think that's a really interesting combination of how you can mix the the virtual and the physical so the the real and the and the story as well yeah i think that's a really interesting point so do you think that in the future it will be not so much that there are 100% virtual influencers but more a combination of brands using real life influencers and physical products but using a virtual influencer as an extension of the brand and storytelling and that's kind of it rather than us all suddenly following virtual influencers i think i think we will follow virtual influencers as we follow companies because the virtual influencer will is the kind of virtual spokesperson the face of the company and 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 in a way when you when you follow photographs of um, of famous people modelling and wearing uh, designers' outfits. It's the same thing. And, you know, basically it's a photograph of someone who's talking to you and an animation. So it's it's another level. It's a kind of more three-dimensional level of what we already have. I just think that going forward, we're going to be so used to living in a world with our virtual selves and therefore um, a virtual um, influencer will, will be the norm. But of course, there's so much technology that still has to be developed to give us this future. And, um, and the key thing that has to happen is that we can have our own avatars developed and we can have our own digital collection developed that we can move around from virtual world to virtual world. And once that happens, once we have interoperability, then I think that all these areas will become totally normal. And we'll look back on 2022 and we'll say, ah, yeah, the year of the metaverse. And we won't be talking about the metaverse. We'll just be we'll just be in the internet and it's just the next level of the internet with this three-dimensional feature. Yeah, and do you think that in this way we spoke about obviously the persona behind the avatar or the artist behind the virtual influencer, do you think once we once this whole space becomes more normal to us all that the person behind the digital aspect will be relevant more relevant than it is now i think so i think what you always see with this kind of thing this is why i said i'm old because i've seen all this before in many ways and different fads and trends is that 
we will get so used to the whole concept of deep fake. Um, there's so many issues that we have to deal with, protocol we have to deal with still, where copyright's concerned, where what with things like AI and, um, for example, that there's many things that we still have to sort out and we still have to know how we go forward with these things. Um, I think that we have to be very careful with how things develop so there isn't kind of reactions against this development in that people want, they don't want a virtual influencer because they want the real thing um, again. So we have to be careful that these developments and these moves are not done in a way that drives to hype, that they're done with a clear understanding of what the foundation of what we're doing is. And I always think when it's linked to the physical, then it has some kind of foot on the ground that it makes sense then, it makes more sense. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, what you're bringing up. And it actually, it's a question that I'd like to ask to Lana and Joanna as well. Obviously, being more in the virtual influencer space, what are some of the risks that we have to avoid? So, Lana, I see your hands up so you can go. Oh, yeah, I actually wanted to follow up about uh, content creation and uh, the importance of actually creators. Yes, please do. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, like it's 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 a very relevant topic topic, especially right now with the rise of so many tools. So, in my opinion, the interest in uh, actually real like physical influencers will never fade away. We are still humans, and we will always need other humans as well. So, it's more likely maybe to transform and merge into something more digital. However, we still will need content creators, of course. We still will need artists. Digital softwares are just a natural evolution and tech progress, which are here to help us to evolve and not to take away any workplaces, you know. Uh, for example, yeah, let's take an example. If uh, you were a content creator who is making photos of food, for example, right? And uh, you don't necessarily use real food for shootings. I know that many restaurants already are using 3D graphics to produce content. In case of creator, uh, he will just switch tools he's using to produce content, but his job won't disappear completely. We are still artists here, and with time, tools change, but we are, we will forever remain here to create and manage these tools. Uh, that was my intake on that. What was your other question? My other question was, um, obviously, as we shift into seeing more virtual influencers, what are some of the risks, like Leslie mentioned, we don't want to simply make them just a hype. We need to remain the connection to the real human being. How can we ensure that this um, is done as this space evolves? It's also a very interesting question, you know. Uh, I think as we are personally moving into like more digital realities where are no limits and more potential for experimentation, trends are following this idea as well. So I think we still actually didn't see the real rise of virtual influencers because technology is growing dramatically every every month. Look at AI softwares as uh, we just spoke and uh, what they have achieved in the rest of six months. It's unbelievable. And today was released a new OpenAI 
chat uh, um, version, right? The the third one, if I'm not uh, if I'm not wrong. So in my opinion, the real value of virtual influencers is their ability to adapt, and actually the risks here are lower because they can be customized or personalized to any need. They can sing, dance, speak, do anything you want, basically, but with the full control of a marketer or its creator. In my personal experience, especially because I work with lots of creators, it's not every time easy to come up with the right idea for a client because at times it doesn't follow the artist's direction and general limit. So even if a brand is good, timing is right, money are good, it's hard to balance at times. So I find that it's a little easier uh, to work with virtual influencers. But of course, here it depends uh, who is the creator. Who, is it a company or it is one person who is the creator? So it's a very interesting uh, discussion to follow, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point as well. Joanna, I see your hands up. So intrigued to hear what you think. Yeah, so I think it's about, you know, as we move more into this metaverse age, it's really about figuring out how to use this new digital technology to empower artists and to continue to connect people. Um, I actually started as a dancer and choreographer all through university and then in New York City. And so my whole life was and still is very much centered around the performing arts. And so that's a magic that you really can't experience through a computer screen. You know, the magic of it is being able to sit in an auditorium theater with thousands of other people and experience this kind of once in a lifetime moment, which really is the magic of the performing arts. And so for me, when I think about that, it's really about creating powerful narratives and powerful stories and really figuring out, well, how can we do that and how can we expand the people that are in this new space and really empower artists through these new digital technologies. And so something that our company did was actually superimposing, for example, Medicura, one of our virtual influencers and avatars, um, with some of our physical real life influencers, which are all professional performing artists, many of whom are dancers in the New York City area either on Broadway or doing national tours, who all have a very good social media presence. Um, But I was trying to figure out ways how to combine kind of the digital world with the physical world um, so that it's not, you know, we're not just living in a heads down society, but, you know, how can we live more in a heads up society? And I think as AR gets more advanced and even better, I think that's going to be really where the physical and digital world kind of meet. Um, So we're not only living in an Oculus headset, which is really interesting and really cool, um, but it's not, you know, it's not real life. And I think people create or really crave real tangible connections with people. And I think that the emergence of this new technology, um, we're just going to continue to figure out ways to do that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how an occurring point that you're all mentioning is that we need to combine the idea of virtual influences with the physical world and how this will allow it to actually hold utility and bring real value to people and that's almost something that I wasn't expecting but I think it's it's very very true and also in this whole metaverse space as it evolves I think it's important to keep it in combination with the physical world as well so Domi I feel like a lot of um, what you do is actually more grounded in the physical so I'm intrigued to hear as well your opinion 
of the virtual influencers and also who do you think right now are the individuals who are following and being influenced by these virtual influencers so maybe you have an idea of this sure i mean um honestly uh when you sent me the questions before this talk i looked at it and I honestly wasn't following any of these virtual influencers that you mentioned. Um, I think it's because I've never really connected to that sort of an influencer. I think a big part of why people connect with other people on Instagram is, you know, we want to see like genuine uh, things and have emotional connection. And I feel like just looking at those virtual influencers, it's like, okay, this doesn't really seem real. It looks a little bit even like I would say ugly. Um, of course, not. It's it's also about different companies doing these, um, you know, virtual influencers differently. And some of them, to me, look honestly very ugly so i i don't really follow the only virtual influencer that i like at the moment is called astra star and it was created by face me and i think why it is interesting it's because it's a virtual influencer but it's also a fashion designer in one and I know they've done a collab with DressX in the past when um, I think DressX just dressed this virtual influencer. And I thought they didn't look ugly. It looked actually cute and interesting. So, yeah, um, I was also proposed to do kind of my own avatar and become that sort of, you know, virtual influencer. Um like from you know just to take my face and my body and kind of recreate me in the 3d but um it would cost me fifty thousand euros or dollars i don't remember and i thought that was um quite an investment obviously you can make a lot of money with this um and not travel and i think that's like really great but at the same time i just i don't see like the value yet i would like prefer to see you know real people kind of doing digital collaborations and dropping nfts and working with dress eggs and like different companies like pulling up the digital fashion um in a nice way so i would rather want to see real people working with digital fashion companies um like myself that's who i mostly follow so that's my opinion. I know it might be a little bit controversial, but it's just, yeah, how I see it. No, I love how you said that because when originally, when the when this whole idea of having this conversation first came to me, when I was speaking to the master's student, um, she asked me if I felt I could be influenced by a virtual influencer. And my initial reaction was no, because I felt that they I was lacking that human connection. So I completely understand um what you're saying and I agree I would like to see um in, as we enter the metaverse space influencers have more collaborations with digital fashion platforms rather than only seeing virtual influencers because another point you mentioned as well was how they actually look so my favorite virtual influencer is the Nunu Nuri I'm not good at um pronouncing names of anything but I think it's 
the Dior virtual influencer. And I like it because it doesn't look necessarily like a human. It looks more like a cartoon. And I find that that's easier to get on board with rather than something that's trying to mimic a real human. But like I said, I think this space is evolving so quickly and my perception of it is also evolving. So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. But something else I wanted to speak about was obviously we have virtual influencers, but as well as we enter the metaverse space, I think the whole role of a conventional influencer will also shift. So you mentioned that you'd like to see influencers collaborate more with digital fashion brands. How do you think the role of conventional influencers will change as we do enter the metaverse space? Maybe, Leslie, you can kick off this aspect of the conversation. Uh, sorry, I was just um, tying my shoes as I was listening. So, um, how will the role of influencers change as we enter more into the metaverse? That was a question, wasn't it? Yes. Well, I think that if we can imagine, well, you know, the metaverse doesn't exist at the moment, really doesn't exist. Um, if we can imagine what the metaverse will be, what it should be, that it will be a digital um, twin of the world in many ways where we can live and work and share and talk and date and meet friends and everything in a virtual space. And if we can think about it from that point of view, then you could imagine that an influencer's position could be um, very pivotal in the metaverse. Um, the metaverse, in many ways, um, as it is at the moment, it's about driving people to, to buy physical garments. Um, as well as the, the gaming aspect of it. It's really been developed by the technology from the gaming industry. Uh, so there's very much a, an aspect of gaming there. But it's also, where fashion's concerned, um, there's an awful lot which is driving us to the physical. Or the kind of companies and the brands who have um, got themselves involved in the metaverse, um, one can only imagine it's about driving to the physical. Gucci selling um, selling garments, digital garments on Roblox to um, 10-year-olds or 11-year-olds or 12-year-olds. Um, one can only think that that is to make sure that these children are going to be Gucci luxury um, physical customers when they get older. Um, so I would say that the influencer in this space is very important to ensure that people are um, being led to, being influenced to uh, look at, um, to, to try on, to purchase um, different, different goods from different companies. Um, I mean, that sounds very, very cynical. and I don't mean it to be so cynical. Um, but the influencer, the whole concept of influencer is to influence you to spend your money. Um, and if we think about it from a cultural perspective, what an influencer would mean, then it could become more interesting to think, well, how can an influencer influencing, influence you to 
um, lead your life in another way or to think about sustainability more or be a better person or learn or whatever. But primarily it's about showing your clothes and um, driving you to sales. Um, I'm going on a little bit, but um, I also think that once AR is developed to the level that we need it to be developed to actually be in the metaverse properly, and once the avatars are developed to the level they need to be, um, we're going to see a whole other approach to how we shop, um, how we wear our smart glasses, how we go into stores, how we are working with AR, living with um, mixed realities, seeing avatars, seeing virtual influencers, um, take, leading us through a store, showing us what we want to buy, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's a great role for them as we go forward. Yeah, no, so many interesting points. And I really want to um, ask as well, I want to, I see that people have requested to speak. So I'm just going to mention that we'll have time um, in about five to 10 minutes where we'll ask for audience questions. But, and I also want to ask the other guest speakers their opinion on everything you said. But I also want to ask, what's, um, do we think that conventional influencers will have to start to adopt digital technology start integrating AR into their content digital fashion in order to remain competitive as brands start trying to sell to us more with these metaverse like experiences maybe anyone else from the panel guest if you have an, a, uh, an opinion on this you can jump in I would say yes but <laughs> it's weird what else to jump in? I would say most definitely the the days of um, physical influencers or real influencers from that level are are, um, are are more numbered than they were a couple of years ago. Definitely, I would say that the virtual influencer was is really the way to go. Yeah, that's really influencing and. Um, interesting, not influencing. Um, Domi, maybe you could, I want to ask you as well, do you think it's uh, realistic that say if an influencer is just doing their thing, creating their content and they've never adopted digital strategies before, do you think it's realistic that they would be on board to do this in order to remain competitive in this new landscape? Or do you think it will be, there'll be resistance to this shift? So honestly speaking, um, I do have a lot of like influencer friends and I have to say that none of them like is doing anything regarding digital fashion. They mostly work with like luxury brands, they travel to fashion weeks, they dress up and all these different, you know, um, brands, sometimes sustainable brands. But when it comes to digital fashion, I feel like a lot of people don't understand it and they don't feel or they don't have like a tangible way to kind of enter the space and do something. So what I really liked was when Dress Eggs reached out to me and they were like, 
oh, maybe you would like to use our app and you can, you know, dress up in, in different designers and then kind of post it on your stories or your, on your feed. And I thought that was like, a, you know, easy, tangible way for like an influencer, quote unquote, um, to kind of play with digital fashion. But I, I feel like most people just don't really understand it and they don't know how they can brand themselves into like digital fashion space if that makes sense yeah it makes complete sense and you spoke about obviously giving conventional influences a tangible way to access digital fashion maybe lana joanna since you're experts in this field maybe you could um give insight on how this could be done lana i see your hands up so feel free yeah, thank you so much. Actually, my Twitter was going crazy, driving me mad because I could not hear Grace what you were speaking before. So now it should be fine. And I want to catch up on so many things, actually. Uh, I do believe that we are still to see the real rise of the virtual influencers with the marketing agencies just managing virtual humans that are already existing. And it's, it's cool, we are kind of moving. And I actually think that to arrive to the complete shift, we maybe need to wait more than five years, I think. As already was discussed before, we still use Instagram on a daily basis. And I don't think it will just fade away or disappear. I think it will just merge together with the other verses for full kind of multiverse experience. And I do love metaverse, generally speaking, because it's a simulation of real life experiences, but with kind of more inclusion. You can come on the event on special, for example, and speak to both Singapore founders, meet Ready Player Me team or other incredible founders. I might not I might not see them like in real life, not only because they're CEOs of huge corporations, you know, but also because we might not be at the same physical event. Of course, we don't speak about like my motivation here and we are speaking only like from the standard user side. Metaverse definitely gives more possibilities to interact with famous people and build connections, which may lead to real life experiences. If I think about my best, like best friends connections as like friends and just generally great supporters in my life and in my career, I met most of them on Twitter at first place during like 2022. Nowadays, of course, it's shifting to metaverse and like direct to avatar interactions. In my opinion, Web3 concept is already switching like our behaviors to more friendly interactions also in physical lives. Actually, uh, being honest, before this January, I didn't even think that uh, there are decentralized influencers or Roblox influencers. I know about virtual ones, of course, and I've been following for quite a while. And I... I'm in this space for quite long, so just this idea has never arrived in my head until one of the influencers reached out for making an event in their house on the central line. I was surprised because it's like, of course, it's so logical. Of course, there are metaverse influencers. Of course, there are models, famous DJs and celebrities, of course. Cannot wait, actually, to see how it will unfold in the nearest future and how we can contribute to that and actually influence others. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting point. And then this leads me to the last question I want to ask before we take the questions from the audience. But 
obviously now we're talking about how influencers will be and how they will create content in the metaverse but how do we think that how we will actually consume this content in the metaverse so um if anyone wants to hop in to suggest how this might actually look in terms of the other side of the content I think we can actually start with the Metaverse Fashion Week because this year is going to be multiversal and cross-metaversal, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's a, it's a really great example because some of the metaverses will allow us to have AR experiences. So to bring the full experience outside the metaverse and try to experiment with the garments, try to have like virtual try-ons or some other AR experiences in physical world. So I think this is the number one concept in 2023 it's to bring digital events more into the physical life yeah a hundred percent and I think that's I think in doing this it's really going to help um help people understand digital fashion more and all these co metaverse concepts but Joanna I see your hands up so hop in yeah I um continue to consume this new media I think that's kind of what the fun in this is is that we're all pioneers in the space um, we're really building this new world or worlds together and I think that's something that's really important to me um, and that brands should I think be really aware of is the idea of access and bringing new people diverse people into this space you know not just digital artists, not just physical artists, not just performing artists, um, but how can we bring more voices to the table and make these new artists and people be heard, um, as well as build worlds that we really want to live in. And I think that that's something um, that I think about a lot is, you know, I don't just want to create the same world that we have today with all of its inequities, but how can we create and build these new worlds to be not only sustainable, but environmentally conscious, more diverse, uh, more equitable, and really use this, this new technology as a way to do that, as a way to empower new voices and new people. Totally agree, totally agree. Such an amazing, uh, such an amazing point you brought, uh, you brought to the conversation because Metaverse and Web3 generally, it's more about inclusion and not, uh, about being like the best of the best, you know, and to don't create any toxic environments, you know. So because in physical world, we already have so many toxic industries. So let's let's be kind to everyone, at least in the. Yeah, exactly. It's I think with all these uh, metaverse concepts, there's the opportunity to completely reinvent the way we do everything. So I think. Um, it's great points that you've mentioned. So do any of the guests, um, the guest speakers want to add a final point before we take the questions from the audience? I think, honestly, um, for a lot of people, metaverse is very confusing. And I think, you know, spaces like that and just striking conversations is really important because we need to make these people feel like it's, you know, it's really happening out there and it's tangible and you can do it too and you can dress in digital fashion or, you know, whatever. And even in Paris, there was a um, DressX event, which I, I really liked. And I think it's 
kind of just we have to go out to the people and show them it's it's kind of a bridge between you know the metaverse and the real life and you can do it like in both ways so they kind of feel like it's actually happening it's not just you know some dark um space in the internet and you know i don't know just just people have a lot of opinions and it's sometimes really funny to kind of you know be open and listen to to those humans who are so confused about the metaverse so um i'm just really excited um about you know the development that we're seeing and where it's going to take us i think that we don't really know uh except that ai is going to really take over a lot of things um but it's definitely really exciting and i'm I'm super grateful to uh, be here and just talk about it you know i think it's super stimulating and, and very interesting um to hear from all of you yeah that's a great point and i think it's great to bring your perspective on this and i think it's so true that yeah in the end of the day we don't know how it will unfold but it's definitely important to continue the conversations to um to document it and define it as well. So now we're going to have some questions. I'm going to invite, I see three people who are requesting to speak. So I'm going to let you all um, come up, but we'll start first with Cuds um, and then we'll take the other, other ones. I'll just give it a second to connect and then we can take your questions. So Cuds, you can go, go ahead with your question first. Hi, hi, I'm Alessia, and I want to enter the the conversation because I'm a photographer. But beyond this, I have an I'm a co-founder of an influencers agency that I founded seven years ago. And four years ago, I started to connect with the some avatar influencers to make some campaigns, specifically with Nonuri. And at that time, and I'm speaking about four years ago, she was fully booked. She was starting a um, partnership with Karin Rothfeld that, that was the previous editor-in-chief of Vogue France and that founded the CR magazines. So uh, from my point of view the, the avatar influencers they are not only uh, associated with the metaverse because they can really work in the real world because uh, it's easier sometimes for brands to um, to work with them because they can stay on the red carpet of the Oscars uh, or at the Vanity Fair parties uh, that it's impossible to get there and wearing uh, jewels or a dress without paying a lot of money like for Kylie Jenner. So this is the difference, even if they are still very expensive because they are few. There are not a lot of beautiful avatar in uh, influencers. But this is the difference, and it's not a substitution, it's just um, a, an extra, a plus that we can use uh, with brands to promote their, their brands. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, I, you mentioned New Nuri, that was my favorite one, yeah. so I'm excited you mentioned that. Um, Lana, did you want to jump in with a comment? Oh, no, I wanted just to say hi to Alessia. Ciao, Alessia. Grazie per il oh, Actually, it's, it's very interesting point. Yeah, it's a very interesting point which you touched. There, I think there are many differences. And as we discussed before, it's important to remember that 
in any case, influencers, they are still uh, like virtual humans. They're still a tool for creators yeah. to create something and to promote something. So this is, uh, of course, my opinion. Yeah, no, I love it. Such good points. Um, Kuds, now you can ask your question to make sure we have time for everyone. Sure. Thank you to to everyone on stage for, for an amazing conversation. I wanted to make a, a quick comment in, in light of all the lovely accents around language um, and the word influencer. Um, you know, I, I think there sometimes is a negative connotation with that word, especially on the U.S. side. Um, and I, I think a word that our team has started to adopt more is, is tastemakers, especially in the realm of fashion. I think tastemakers is, is a slightly better word than influencers, um, just because it can connotate, um, I think, uh, the intersection of someone who might be an emerging artist or even a creative versus just someone who posts and gets paid, which is almost the traditional view we have on influencers. And to Leslie's point about brands and the entrance into the metaverse being just about getting you to buy things in you know, the real world. Um, I think one thing to note is in proto-metaverses, proto so places like Fortnite and Roblox, what they've actually found is your attention span and retention for memory is a lot stronger. So when you're served any form of advertisement in a proto-metaverse, uh, you tend to actually remember it versus the traditional 2D advertisements that we are now just bombarded with on um, social media platforms. Um, my question for, for, I guess, everyone uh, who feels uh, compelled to answer would be around the pace in which all of this is happening. Um, someone just brought up AI, and I think we're seeing massive acceleration with, with AI, if you've played around with ChatGPT or any of these other tools. Um, is anyone at all concerned about the pace in which all of this is happening um, because we certainly don't know the unintended nature of our consequences sometimes. And I'm often concerned about, um, you know, just not taking our due diligence to make sure we're um, creating in the most ethical and inclusive way. Yeah, I think the, the hardest part about AI is counterfeiting and uh, stealing like kind of the designs from uh, the famous brands. And obviously, there are more and more regulations coming up. So let's see how it will unfold this year. But speaking from the creator's perspective, I think it's uh, it's always about how you perceive the changes in uh, in the world. And I do consider AI tools as, uh, as a tool. Actually, I do consider AI as a tool on my daily basis, which can help me and my creators to get inspiration, to share. It's like you are a creative director and you have somebody to execute your work. So it's like a friend. It's a, it's not. It doesn't work against you. It works together with you to create something. So it always depends from which perspective you are coming and how do you perceive it. But, uh, but I do agree that we should pay attention. How do we feed these uh, uh, AI softwares and what do we put inside? And we should always think from ethical perspective, as well. I'd love to chime in on that for a second, too, if we could. I think it's important to remember that these models are all made after certain time periods as well. Like ChatGPT only has information sourced up to September 2021. So if you're asking it anything up to a current state, you're not going to get that information, which I think is sometimes left out of the conversation as well. So it's being mindful of the tool you're using, but what the limitations are of that tool as well. Wanted to. 
Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. I think it's very interesting. I'm going to check that out. Actually, I didn't know. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I also thought an interesting thing that Kud's mentioned was the attention span that people have in these in these metaverse games and then therefore you're more susceptible to be advertised to. Do we think that that's, there are obviously risks within that because obviously attention is such a valuable thing at the moment. So what's everyone's perspective on this and what kind of considerations do we think that brands should take with this kind of advertisement? Sorry, may I just jump first because this is the topic which we try to fight for for the last two years, uh, because at first place we were more focused on generally like NFT and 3D production. But with time, I understood that uh, with my studio, I would like to concentrate more on creative expression because fashion became so fast. The creativity became something super quick and uh, like the attention span, which you which you just mentioned before, is like literally three seconds on Instagram to to get into the reel to buy some products so it's too quick on the on the fashion runways it's just like you don't have to wait for it it's not excitement anymore it's something what is happening you can watch on youtube and whatever but 20 years ago people had to wait for months to know what happened on the runway because vogue would have posted there and like post some images as well like professional photographers will go and create uh, crazy images and you will like you could not see without that and right now it's three seconds it's incredible and you have to have like seven touch points with the customer to get him engaged with your brands and it became all too quick also with the rise of social media with the metaverses i think we should more focus on creativity and uh, since we are building the metaverse right now we can contribute to that and we can try to respect creators more and we can try to onboard more creators who share the same values as us and support more females for example i know that dressix and many other digital fashion houses support female-led businesses too and creators too that's why i'm uh, very happy about it <laughs> and uh, i love to support uh, each other and creators too yeah and sorry go on dummy go yeah, yeah. So I actually just want to add up to this and say that, you know, just seeing my friends and like how they consume content um, and also, you know, being backstages, I just came back from Paris Fashion Week and I was a lot like hanging out in different backstages with different, you know, creatives and so on. And I realized that, first of all, no one is excited about the clothes. Like everyone's there just to film the content and put it on social media. And I feel like social media is just really, really overloaded with so many different creators and creatives publishing, you know, their stuff, whether that's, you know, fashion shows or their TikToks or whatever that is. And um, I noticed myself that I'm, I might be getting like, literally some issues with my mental cognition just from seeing all the content and I do feel like it's just an overload for our brains because if you do look at like our ability to focus it's like our prime time is one hour a day so if we're constantly just viewing content and being on different apps it's it definitely does create a threat for our brains um, because we cannot consume more than we can, if that makes sense. 
Um, and also, just to add up to the first question that was asked by Kudz and like the threat that AI imposes on all of us and the, the future that we're heading to, I think we don't know what's going to happen, but just seeing all of these different tools popping out of the blue and so many people signing up and using AI. Like Svetlana said that she's like using it as almost her assistant. I personally really don't like these tools because as an artist and art director, I really just love getting my hands like dirty and doing it myself or working with my team um, rather than using AI. And I think it's definitely a little bit scary where we're headed to. Personally, it scares the, the shit out of me. Um, sorry for my language. Uh, I don't think we're actually able to imagine fully how AI can play into, you know, our like, you know, everyday things that we're, we do. And um, I think it's it's kind of scary. And I think a lot of people also kind of, you know, stay away from, from the metaverse and digital fashion because they're a little bit scared. Um, it's definitely not natural. That's why it's scary. Um, I feel like humans relate to other humans and that's just like how we're naturally wired. So I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to affect, you know, humanity and all of us, not only the fashion world, you know? I think that's there's some amazing points and yeah I love the idea of um I love thinking about how we can um protect our cognition and attention like you were saying but uh Lana and Rolla I see your hands are up so Lana you jump in first and then Rolla you go thank you thank you yeah Domi I totally agree that it's uh it's a little scary and uh, if you speak about tra traditional consumer of course for them it's uh it's scary to jump into web3 especially after all these nft hype so I totally agree with you. In uh, in the case of AI, of course, it, we don't know what we are feeding these programs. Obviously, of course, I do understand your your uh, fear. So, but here we are to educate others and educate the community how to use these tools, how to ethically try to use these tools, and bring the important information against the counterfeiting and against the like copy of other designs. So I think it's important to whichever tool you use and whatever you try to create, it's important to think from ethical point of view all the time in in the life. And uh, yeah, that was just my intake on that. But I do understand the fear. Yeah, and I do think because obviously all these new tools are developing so fast, but the fact that we're already having these conversations and making these considerations, I think is a positive, um, is a is hope that it will go in a positive way and hopefully we will be able to keep control of these things and remain uh, keep the creative control as well so Rola do you want to go ahead with your question and then we can start to wrap up the conversation yeah absolutely and um I do want to just agree with with what you said there because I agree with the fear and I just want to kind of add another side to this though because um so for those of you that haven't met me, um, thank you for having me, by the way. This has been a, a great space. I'm an artist as well as um, I've been in business development. I work in neuroscience. I do a lot of different things, and I'm very conscious about the way 
that we move and how we move and when these new tools and things are introduced this is including like all the way back to like when the internet was introduced like we have to think about that like that was a new concept and we have to remind ourselves like we are constantly feeding these systems every day that we are participating in using the internet so in what you do online you have to be conscious of that now like you it's, it makes us be more cognitive of like this isn't just AI popping up out of nowhere. This is a product of us using the internet, us being online, you know, feeding these different things that maybe we didn't necessarily know we were doing, which poses a concern at, you know, at itself. But we can't really do anything about that at this point in time, right? Like we are in this point in time. So what can we do now in order to maintain these tools? So I usually just ask myself, does this tool work for me and my brand? Does it work for my client and their brand? If it does or does not, that's the path that you take. If it does not, will it work for them later? Yes or no. It will at some point, but it might not be in their immediate trajectory. And so we we acknowledge that and we wait till we build the brand to make sure that it includes that side of it. And I use AI as a tool with my team in order to get things done faster. So like I'm able to actually get my hands dirtier now because I have these other tools on the side to help me because I have it doing things that I that were taking a lot of my time. Um, and I'm just my I guess my question or comment for the whole the whole space is just that um it's really exciting what's happening on both sides of of the metaverse, you know, with with regards to fashion. So for the last three years, I've been kind of following this from like complex con in 2019 and other things like that as it's gone on. And I think it's, we're at this point now where there's, um, I also work for Lighthouse as well, which they're an open metaverse search engine. And this year they're the, they, they're the only place you can go to and you'll be able to just search through all 25 worlds for these metaverse fashion events, which is is crazy. We've never had something like that. You've had to either go to Decentraland, Sandbox, the brand itself, find their Twitter, find the link, do all of these things. And so even from the metaverse side, people are trying to make it easier for the new consumers coming on to engage with the brands and things like that. And I think the brands in person have the opportunity to do it however they want. They can integrate, you know, augmented reality. They can integrate, you know, NPC chips and different things like that. They can integrate, you know, mutable tech on the back end that really doesn't even implement to the user until it's necessary or needed. So there's there's just so many different avenues. And I think it's, we're at a really exciting time. So I just wanted to, to thank you for, for allowing me the space and just for anyone who is, going to Metaverse Fashion Week, just make sure you check out Lighthouse's like interface because there there is nothing else. It's going to relieve so much stress for you to just go to one place and be able to search what you need. Because um, I know last year I was going around and I felt like I would literally just get into Decentraland and I would like, I joke, I would just stand there and like spin around for a second for fun just to like know because I was going to be confused for a second and that was fine. But I think a lot of that is going to be eliminated this year. So um, yeah, thank you for the time and I appreciate you all. And I think like definitely keep the AI concerns in your mind. Don't let that go away because when that goes away when the like recklessness kind of can come out um but maybe be mindful that the way that someone else use it may not be the way that works for you but it does work for them and their intentions may not be poor in the way that they're using it for their brand as well so um thank you guys for your time i really appreciate it thank you so much for the valuable insight i think what you were saying with being very discerning on what technologies you use and how you use them for the right purpose is so relevant. And also the point you mentioned of that we built it to this point, AI is here because of us. So now let's use it in the most responsible way. So yeah, very, very, um, a very interesting perspective. So thank you so much for that. 
Unfortunately, we do. We are getting to the end of this space, but I just want to give the floor once again to our amazing panelists to ask if there's any kind of closing points or final comments you want to make before we wrap it up. But thank you as well to all of the questions. It's yeah, really been great. So I'll take the pause. So Joanna, Domi, uh, Lana, do you have any points to make or should we wrap it up here? Being honest, I can go on until tomorrow about these <laughs> topics because they're really very interesting. So so I think it's better we just finish it. And yes. Especially what was mentioned before about AI and uh, like the central. And I do really feel your struggle because last year I was also like in, <laughs> in a mess. So I don't understand. Yeah. No, it's very true. There's We're not even scratching the surface, really, of these conversations. So luckily, we can do more spaces and more conversations. So it's great. But really, thank you, everyone, for this. Um, I think everyone's brought some amazing points and, yeah, sparked a lot of ideas for myself. So this has all been amazing. So thank you, DressX, for hosting this and all the amazing guests. And, yeah, can't wait to continue the conversations. Thank you, Grace, for hosting, and thank you, everybody, for coming up on stage. Uh, it was a really cool space, and uh, there'll be many more. So enjoy the week, and uh, see you all in the Metaverse for Fashion Week next week. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. Thank you. Sorry.